He's a well-respected high school football scout, known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith Miller. They bring you the transparent truth. The world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. The transparent truth. Truth. Hey, we want to remind everybody, tune in every Wednesday for our Sleeper of the Week segment. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. All right, now we'd like to welcome in one of the top quarterbacks in America, Ponchatoula's own, Mr. T.J. Finley. T.J., what up? How you feel? What's up, Coach? Thank you for having me on the show. No doubt about it, man. Welcome to the truth. It's good to have my guy on. One of the top quarterbacks in America, Helen from Louisiana, T.J., it's been a long road for you, man. I just kind of want to dive right in. Let's talk a little bit about TJ the Kid, how you got started. Youth sports is taking an interesting turn, and I'm feeling that myself, um, actually. But it's taking an interesting turn, and I think you probably have a background in youth sports, youth football. I know you're a dual sport guy. So tell us a little bit about what your youth sports career was like. Um, I started playing youth football at four years old. I started with uh, Pee Wee League uh, down in Monroe. Uh, I actually started off playing soccer at four years old. So um, my mom and dad got me in, in soccer uh, to get, you know, faster, quicker. You know, they learned that soccer players were always quicker because of their feet. Um, then we moved to Hammond slash Pontesula, Louisiana. And I started playing football at the age of seven. Um, I was one of the bigger kids, so uh, my coach, Eli, uh, he put me at quarterback, um, you know, and I threw the ball, I want to say, 35 yards at seven years old, uh, my first throw of the game. So, um, you know, ever since then, I've been playing quarterback, been sticking to the script and just learning as much as I can learn about the quarterback position. Uh, I started playing basketball at eight years old. I was always one of the best fours uh, on my team. So I played shooting guard, small forward, even though I was the tallest person on the team. Um, you know, so ever since then, I've just been sticking to the script and, and doing what I can do um, from that point on. That's interesting. You've been playing quarterback for a really, really long time. Tell me kind of, you know, how do you feel as a young guy and the ball is put into your hands as a quarterback, tell me what that felt like for you and did you feel like any added pressure or any added leadership uh, you know, was, was on your on your plate? Um, you know, as a kid, you don't really, you know, think about how much pressure it is. You're just out there having fun. Uh, you're doing what you love to do. Uh, one thing about the coaches that I had on that team, uh, they put the players in positions where one, we could succeed. Two, where we wanted to play. 
Um, you know, some of the kids on our team, uh, obviously the big guys on the team didn't want to block. You know, they wanted to be skill positions, but uh, most of the skill positions that we had on our team were filled with guys that wanted to play that position. So, uh, you know, once I realized that, you know, I wanted to play that position and I loved and, you know, I was in control of, you know, basically the offense in that position, I just fell in love with it. And uh, from that point on, I've just been thriving. Okay. So let's move forward. Let's get to kind of the middle school age. At this time, we're talking, let's say, let's say seventh grade, TJ. Seventh, or let's talk, let's talk eighth grade. Last year of middle school, okay? Widely known that you were offered your first scholarship in middle school. Tell us and tell the audience, how big were you in eighth grade? And what what, what happened when that first scholarship offer uh, was on the table for you? Um, the beginning of my eighth grade year, uh, I'm going to give a little backstory. Um, I transferred from Pontchartula Junior High to Hammond Junior High. It was called Hammond Junior High at the time. Now it's called Greenville Park Academy. But um, I went through a little adversity to where, you know, they had this guy, Amani Gilmore, um, that was older than me. Uh, he was bigger than me, stronger than me at the time. Um, so me and him battled for the, the starting position. My, um, I want to say the end of my seventh grade year, um, you know, we battled for the position. Um, and he's actually a grade ahead of me. So the seventh grade season, I played half the season at Pondatula, and the other half of, of the season I was at Hammond. Um, so that was like a, a three, four week transition. You know, I had went through some things at Pondatula that I wanted to get out of that situation. So, you know, I went to Hammond and tried to compete for the job. I lost the job. I didn't win it because, you know, he was already there and, and stuff like that. So that was a little adversity that I went through. Then my eighth grade year, I came up and we had a new offensive coordinator. We started throwing the ball more and more and more and more and more. And then I went to camp at Tulane that summer of my eighth grade year going into my ninth grade year. Um, I went to camp uh, where they had a satellite camp at Tulane with LSU, ULL, ULM, stuff like that. And Coach Les Miles saw me there. You know, I was about 6'1", I want to say almost 200 pounds um, as an eighth grader going into ninth grade. And um, that's when I was offered my first scholarship. You must have had a big time performance. Again, you talked about a little adversity and it seems to be um, something that resonates with a lot of people out there playing youth sports right now. But that adversity, what do you feel like you got from that adverse situation? What do you think it taught you? How do you and, and how do you feel about the way you responded? Um, that adversity, um, you know, it wasn't really big to me. You know, I've had a lot more adversity in my life now that I'm um, almost done with high school and my high school career. But at the time, you know, um, I just sat down and I prayed to God and I asked him to re reveal me, you know, answers, you know, why, you know, I know I was, you know, able to lead that team exactly where he led them to. They went undefeated and stuff like that. But I sat down and, and what God told me was, it's not about me. It's, it's, about, it's bigger than me. Football is bigger than me. And once I, you know, realized that, you know, as long as I'm helping my teammates and pushing my teammates to get better, then I'm doing my job as a quarterback. You know, the quarterback of the team is not only to lead the team to, you know, victories and, and complete passes and, and be a vocal leader on the team on and off the field, but it's to compete every day to help that starter get better. And that's what I've learned uh, at that time. And, uh, you know, ever since then, you know, I'm, I'm a four-year starter in high school. I started as a freshman at St. Thomas Aquinas. 
And, uh, you know, what I always tell my backups is to push me, to, to compete with me every single day to make me get better. That's how you do your job on this team. No, that's good stuff right there. So let's talk a little bit about that camp at Tulane. The country knows about Les Miles, the Mad Hatter, right? Now he's at the University yeah. of Kansas. He's your first scholarship offer. How did that all transpire, DJ? Walk us through what happened when you got offered. Um, I remember the exact three throws that I made right in front of his face for him to pull that offer. Um, he had been talking to me as soon as I arrived at the camp. You know, he knew about me because of my uh, my first year high school coach, Coach Leggett had uh, introduced me to Les Miles, you know, at one of the side camps, stuff like that. So he had knew, you know, of me, you know, knew how big I was. And he always said, I always reminded him of Demarcus Russell, you know, just by the way my arm talent was. Um, so the first ball, it was in one-on-ones. Um, I threw a nine ball to one of the top receivers in, in that, um, I think, what was it, 17 class? Mm-hmm. 17 or 18? Some class. Okay. And uh, I threw a nine ball right on the money. Uh, then the second ball I threw to a tight end that was being recruited uh, to go to Tulane, actually. Um, I threw a corner ball to him, and the DB undercut the, the ball, but um, I led him to the sideline, and, you know, he caught it right on his helmet. That was the second ball. The third ball was, a, uh, I think, a 16 back to 14 comeback um, to one of the top receivers in the country. And, you know, that ball was put on the money. So after them three throws, Coach Les Miles pulled me to the side and was like, I want to offer you a scholarship to LSU. You know, um, this is home. You know, I see your potential. I see how good you can be. You know, I just want to see you keep working and stuff like that. And, you know, ever since then, me and Coach Les has had a, a strong bond. No question. So let's move on to high school. Let's take it to high school. So uh, uh, a very ballyhooed kind of youth career went through some adversity, understood what your role was. Let's move on to high school. Talk me, walk me through ninth grade, 10th grade, and in the last year, 11th grade. Go ahead. Uh, ninth grade year, uh, I was at St. Thomas Aquinas um, in Hammond, Louisiana. Um, we had a rough year. I think we went four and six that year. Um, if we would have won our last game, we would have went to the playoffs. But uh, another QB battle that I walked into, the guy was a, a 10th grader. I was coming in as a first ninth grader. Um, I came in, you know, four or five weeks later after the summer. Um, I won the starting position. So first day of fall camp, I was actually coming back from AAU Basketball Nationals. Um, you know, me and my dad drove back, I want to say eight, nine hours just to make practice that night. And, um, you know, that year, um, I got a couple more offers from small, smaller schools, ULL, ULM, Southeastern, uh, Nichols, you know, schools around here. Then my 10th grade year, I, I, um, I think actually my ninth grade year, I, I got the offer from Alabama, uh, a verbal offer from Alabama, you know, letting me know that they were interested and stuff like that. Um, Coach Saban came to the school, you know, I had put up good stats as a, a true freshman that year. Um, I want to say I only had seven interceptions uh, and we threw the ball a bunch. So my 10th grade year, I transferred to Pondichula with Coach Hank Tierney. Uh, everybody know, you know, from Louisiana, he's known for the Veer offense. So I walked into, you know, the Veer offense. I, you know, was challenged to change my way of playing quarterback by running the ball a little bit more. Um, you know, so I walked in, you know, like I said, I walked into the Veer offense, you know, from the from week five 
I want to say from week five to week 10, my coach realized that, you know, I'm not, I wasn't the average quarterback, you know, that he had had the past couple of years, um, you know, that could, you know, run the ball and, and just run the ball the whole game without throwing and be satisfied. So, you know, he actually implemented the, the RPO spread offense uh, at the time. You know, that was his first time, you know, reviewing and, and thinking about that offense. So, um, you know, my, ever since my 10th grade year, um, we've been running spread and RPO uh, this last year. Um, my 11th grade year, that's when, you know, well, my 10th grade year, all my offers started to come, Texas, Texas A&M, Alabama, Auburn, Clemson, um, you know, schools of that nature. Uh, then my 11, before my 11th grade year, I want to say I committed in May of well, to eight, uh, 18, yeah, and um, you know, L, you know, LSU offered me uh, a couple, you know, before I committed and stuff like that, obviously. But um, you know, ever since then, you know, I've been stuck to my commitment. My high school career hasn't been, you know, as good as I wanted it, wanted it to be. But um, you know, like I always say, you know, through the storm, there's always positives. And, uh, you know, even though we're losing, you know, in Pondesula, the, the players are, are, you know, their work ethic is 100%. They, we went, we was two and nine. I mean, we was, no, I, I said two and nine. We was two and seven, two and seven. Mm-hmm. And the week of Hammond, nobody missed practice. Um, you know, everybody showed up to practice. Everybody showed up to the game and stuff like that. That just, you know, showed me their commitment to, you know, not only Pontchartula, but the city of Pontchartula and stuff like that. Well, let's talk a little bit about Pontchartula. And I'd like to talk about what type of city you live in. How would you describe Pontchartula to um, to our audience? Uh, Pontchartula, uh, we're a small town. Um we're very we're very interactive with each other. Uh, everybody knows everybody. It's a, a small city slash country area. Um, some areas is country, some area is is city. Um, but like I said, everybody knows everybody. Um, they're very committed to football. Uh, they want to see football succeed. Um, even though we've we've went you know two and eight for the past two years, they're at everything that we do. They're at every fundraiser, every game, every you know, jamboree, scrimmage, uh, stuff like that. So they're very fond of, you know, football and, um, you know, basketball as well. We made it to the third round for the first time ever at Pondestula last year. I, I was a part of that team and was a main contributor. So, um, you know, they're very committed to, you know, watching Pondestula High School and the school system succeed. Tell me about the impact or the legacy you would like to leave in Ponchatoula? Um, the legacy I would like to leave is, you know, never give up. Um, you know, me personally, these past two years has been, you know, hard for me. Uh, I went home and, and cried myself to sleep because I thought I wasn't good enough uh, to lead this team to victories. And, uh, you know, a lot of people just remind me that, you know, football is not like basketball. One person can't do everything and, you know, you expect to win. So, um, you know, just the legacy that I want to leave behind is that it's bigger than yourself. Um, you know, everything in life is bigger than yourself. Um, you know, basically just control what you can control and you can't do nothing but succeed because you know that you control what you, you know, were capable of controlling. 
Now let's move forward. This summer you competed in a national quarterback competition called the Elite 11 out in Frisco, Texas. Got a chance to compete. Tell us about that experience and what you what you learned from it. Um, that was a very great experience. Um, you know, I've been dreaming of making the Elite 11 since I was 19 years old. Um, I used to watch the Elite 11. Um, I watched the whole episode with Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence. You know, that was the, the two years before I was able to go. Um, and just to be invited to that, you know, fraternity, it was a dream come true for me. Um, walking into the to the Frisco, uh, the Dallas, Texas Star, uh, where the, the Dallas Cowboys practice, um, me and my mom, I mean, my mom actually broke down crying because, you know, we've worked years and years and years you know, just to get to that moment. Um, so just to, to be there with her and my my family, uh, my coach went with me, uh, was a dream come true. Um, I learned a lot, you know, they, they taught us, of course they taught us about football, but their agenda for the whole, you know, six days that we were there were to help us to become better men, you know, outside of football, help us to understand how, you know, the football can, how football can can impact your life more than you think it will. No question about it. What do you think um, about your time there, just in terms of the competition, just the competition piece? Um, the competition was very good. Um, a lot of quarterbacks from a lot of different areas that I wasn't aware of. Um, of course, I knew the Cali QBs, uh, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, um, you know, I knew them boys because of 707, uh, Jeff Sam, 707. But uh, like I said, the, the competition was very, you know, evenly distributed. Uh, everybody had, you know, their different qualities that made them one of the, you know, top quarterbacks in the country. Um, luckily, at the end of the competition, I was able to be ranked on the Elite 11 list. Um, so like I said, you know, each day, <laughs> excuse me, each day was... Um, you know, a lot of competition, one-on-one, seven-on-seven, uh, individual drills that, you know, had to, to be tested with numbers, um, stuff like that. So the competition was very uh, good. It, it, it brought out the best of me, and, you know, I'll show what I could do. Who were you impressed with at the opening? Who impressed you? Quarterback, non-quarterback, doesn't matter. But who were you impressed by? You said, wow, this is a real dude right here. Um... Let's see. Um, I want to say C.J. Stroud. You know, not only every, you know everybody's going to say him because he's the MVP, but I actually got to, you know, sit down and, and talk to him, and you know, we became real close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, over the past six days, I mean, the six days that we were there, uh, because not only you know was he a great quarterback, but he was you know mentally and spiritually. You know, me and him connected on a spiritual level. Um, you know, the first couple of days we weren't on the list of the Elite Eleven. You know, they came out with a list each day, and uh, you know, once he once he turned up uh, in the pro day and, and scored a perfect. Um, ever since then, you know, me and him, you know, believe that you know whatever God wanted ha- to happen was going to happen. So you know, at the end of the competition, when I was named the Elite Eleven on the list and stuff like that, you know, me and him, you know, prayed together and stuff like that, and you know, we're just. We're just spiritually connected. So, you know, I would say him, you know, he was the, the my most, you know, impressed. No, that's all good. So let's talk a little bit about LSU. You made a commitment. 
to be a tiger. And we all know that when you're from Louisiana, there's nine times out of ten you're going to be headed to LSU if you're a big-time recruit. But why was LSU the right place for T.J. Finley? Um, Ever since then, um, ever since, you know, the summer going into my 11th grade year, um, me, Coach O, and Coach Ansminger has had the strongest bond that I can say uh, I've had with anybody except my parents and my family. Um, You know, they talked to me 24-7. I came up to campus a lot and spent some time with them. So, you know, not only is it a hometown school, uh, 45 minutes away from my home to make it easy for me to get up there, but just the bonds that I created up there, you know, everybody up there showed me love. Um, As soon as I step on campus, they're like, oh my gosh, TJ, can you sign this? You know, we love you and stuff like that. So it just felt home um, as soon as I stepped on campus. Um, I went through a little recruiting adversity where I thought, you know, was was LSU really for me? Um, you know, I, I was looking at other schools while I was committed. Uh, Texas A&M came in the picture. Alabama came back in the picture, stuff like that. But, you know, once I sat down and, and put the X's and O's together, you know, I realized that, you know, LSU has the offense that I that I need to get to the NFL. So, you know, ever since Joe Brady came in uh, the, the picture with LSU and implemented the Saints RPOs and, and everything that the Saints are doing, you know, that helps Drew Brees flourish, um, you know, I knew LSU was the place for me. A little, a little while ago, you spoke about your mom, TJ. Tell the listeners what type of family you have and why your parents, in particular your mom, uh, and why this means so much to them? Um, my mom is the, the spiritual warrior in our family. Um, she's a minister uh, in church. And, you know, she preaches sometimes. But, you know, she has given up so much um, for me. Uh, I want to say in particular, she gave up her 20th anniversary with my dad. Um, you know, they they planned a trip to go to, I forgot where they want to where they were going to go, but she gave that up, you know, just to be with me at the Elite Eleven because she realized how much of a dream come true was it not only for me but for our whole family. So you know, just to to for me to realize that that she was unselfish and and you know she could have taken that trip, she deserved it. You know, her, her and my dad were been married for twenty years. You know, they deserve to take a trip and and to celebrate that. But just to you know realize that she you know, dropped that and came with me, you know, it just meant a lot to me. And, um, you know, just to see her break down and cry that, you know, it just brought, you know, joy to my heart because, you know, we've been working for this ever since we were seven years old. You know, not too long ago, Kansas hired a big-time college football coach by the name of Les Miles. You talked a little bit about Coach Miles earlier. You took a trip out to Kansas. What was that like? Uh, it was great. Um, Kansas is really turning it around. Uh, we went up there for the spring game. They had Rick Ross up there. Um, I got to meet Rick Ross. I, I met all the new coaching staff and stuff like that. Um, it, it was very, you know, very good. Uh, my mom fell in love with it, actually, you know, because her and Les Miles were connected, again, on a spiritual level. Um, you know, so, you know, Les Miles came back in the picture. Uh, just because he was my first offer, you know, I gave them a chance. You know, I was thinking about it, but, you know, I just I just feel like LSU is, is just the one, you know, I want to stay close to my family, you know, all of my family. 
you know, my aunties, uncles, cousins, and stuff like that, so they can come watch me play. And, um, you know, if I lived in Kansas, I would definitely go to Kansas, but it's just too far from here. Very good. TJ Fenley. We're going to play a game called One Word Association. And it's important that you give us the first thing that comes to your mind when I say a name or I say a place or I say anything. You give me the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready? It's called One Word Association. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right. Remember, you're on the, you're on the truth now. I'll bring the truth. All right, here we go. One Word Association. Purple and gold. LSU. Ed O'Geron. Voice. Les Miles. Grass. Ponchatoula, Louisiana. Quiet. The quarterback position. Leader. The future of TJ Finley. NFL. The state of Louisiana. Crawfish. The Elite 11. Fraternity. The NFL. Mm, best of the best. Not one word, but it'll do. That's it. One word association with Mr. TJ Finley. Thank you so much, TJ, for that. And um, thank you so much for joining the show. We're going to wrap up our interview. But TJ Finley, ladies and gentlemen, my number one pocket passer in the country, also Hall of Fame World Bowl quarterback, Pajatula's own Mr. TJ Finley. TJ, have a great season. Stay healthy. Put on for Pajatula and lead that team as far as you can lead them. And uh, just go do your thing and enjoy your senior season, TJ. I appreciate you for joining the truth. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on. No doubt. M- ladies and gentlemen, Mr. TJ Finley, quarterback, Ponchatoula High School in Louisiana, all six foot six, 240 pounds. Be low on the lookout for Mr. TJ Finley. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap it up for today's truth. We appreciate you for joining us and following along. There's a new sheriff in town, and his name's Reggie Hammond. Yeah.